0: Welcome to the Apostolic Keynote Podcast from King of Faith Church.
1: This message is by Colin Urquhart.
0: It is for freedom Christ has set us free, and we are called to be free, to live in freedom. And of course, God gives us the commission to set others free. So this morning we're going to focus on the power and authority of the name of Jesus and how properly to use that name and what it really means to do everything in word or deed in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You remember that one of the earliest miracles that is recorded, that the disciples did in the name of Jesus after the spirit had come upon them is the healing of the cripple at the temple gate um, when Peter and John said silver and gold have we none but in the name of Jesus get up and walk the authority and the power of the name and this created quite a stir And uh, Peter is recorded as saying, By faith in the name of Jesus, this man whom you see and know was made strong. It is Jesus' name and the faith that comes through him that has given this complete healing to him, as you can all see. Now, I'm taking a bit of a shortcut this morning. Because I'm going to read to you something written by Don Gossett. Now, some of you may know who he is, some may not. He a wonderful man of God. He actually ministered as a young man alongside uh, some of those great healing evangelists that some of you were writing about uh, in your essays last term. He came out of that wonderful move of God. He... Uh, <clears throat> has had a very extensive ministry all over the world. He, I've written over 50 books. He's written over 100. Um, and uh, an amazing... He's had an amazing impact. Wonderful, humble man of God. He's actually written in this. He, he gave me this copy. said to Pastor Colin, uh, here's my new book, Ministering With You in Horsham Faith Camp uh, and the Bible School... These have been among the most delightful experiences of my life. That was quite something for him to say, because wherever the Spirit has moved, you can be sure Don Gossett has been there. And uh, I happened to pick up this book. I have it just the side of me in my bookcase where I pray every day and there are a number of books there I can just pick up and they're faith building books just to encourage and uh, I happen to turn to this section which is all about the name of Jesus I'm just going to read some of it to you because this man had a dynamic ministry saw amazing and wonderful healings taking place uh, and he he says that These were the dynamic affirmations that he would speak over his life before ever he was going to minister in the name of Jesus, especially in healing. So I won't read all of it. I'll sort of paraphrase it. It says, I use the name of Jesus according to the word in the power of the spirit. You do the asking and I will do the doing says Jesus. If I don't pray or command in his name, I don't give him the opportunity to manifest his power. His name on my lips is the same as if Jesus were present and operating. If I shrink back, God has no pleasure in me. God can act through me. God has put his power in my hands and says, use my name my word and my power according to my will. I have confidence in the name of Jesus, not in my own faith. In that great name, I command the sickness to go. I say, in the name of Jesus, I command you to go. Satan dares not face a warrior who is clothed in Christ's righteousness and who knows the power of that mighty name. God's integrity, his omnipotence, and Christ's unlimited power back up my command and are all at my disposal. I use the name of Jesus. It is not that I am great, but that his name is great. I do not need to feel its power. I know it. Everything must bow to the all-conquering name of Jesus. What the rod was in the hands of Moses, Christ's name is in my mouth. To use Jesus' name does not require any unusual faith because his name belongs to me. He has put absolutely no limitations upon the use of it. He quotes Colossians 3.17, And whatever you do in word or deed, Do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. I hurl the matchless name of Jesus against the hosts of hell, and they fly in confusion. I walk among men as a man of God. The enemy may be stubborn and resist me, but my will is set. I am going to win, and I literally charge the enemy in that all-conquering name. I refuse to give up my confession that the name of Jesus is superior to all other names or things. God has highly exalted him and given him a name that is above every name, things in heaven and things on earth and things under the earth. In this great name I command the mountains to go, the mountain to go. It will go, it must go. I use his name with a fearless abandonment That is absolutely thrilling. I live and walk in the realm of the supernatural. That name has lost none of the power of the man who bore it. The Father conferred upon him the highest name in the universe. I cannot conceive how successful work can be done today or how I could be in a place of continual victory over the spirits of darkness without the name of Jesus of Nazareth, the Son of God. All power is in the name of the risen Christ Jesus, who is seated at the Father's right hand in the heavens. I cannot effectively use the name of Jesus while out of fellowship with God. It is vitally important that I stay in fullest fellowship at every moment. I cannot afford to take a negative attitude toward the word. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Greater is he that is in me than the forces that surround me. In my heart, if my heart loses its boldness and fearlessness in acting on the word, I will be in danger. I will take my permanent place and abide where I may enjoy the fullness of his mighty power. My confession must absolutely agree with the word. When I have prayed or commanded in Jesus' name, I hold fast to my confession. It is easy to destroy the effect of my prayer by a negative confession. I will continue to confess that when I speak the name of Jesus, it is the same as if Jesus were speaking. Hallelujah. That is a good description of what it is to have faith in the name of Jesus and to be given the authority by God to use that name. It doesn't matter what comes against us, that name is greater than any power of opposition. It's greater than any power of the enemy. Now, you've heard me say many times that the only way to exercise the authority that we're given in his name is to be submitted to his authority, God raises up the humble. I would have to say that of all the great men of God that I've had the privilege of knowing and ministering alongside over the years, Don Gossett would have to be one of the most humble. And I think that's why God used him so effectively. Humility is not saying, I'm ever so humble, like a Dickens character nor is it being proud of your humility. Being humble is not trusting in yourself, but trusting wholeheartedly in the power and authority of Jesus and of his name. It is submitting ourselves to him and, of course, to wherever God has chosen to place that authority. We know how important it is, We teach you here how important it is to honour the anointing on your own life, on the others' lives, on the leaders' lives. Wherever God has chosen to put anointing, we recognise that it's the hand of God that has done that. Nobody can anoint himself. Nobody can actually raise himself up in ministry. Only God can do that. So we need to have this humble attitude towards the name of Jesus, recognizing that whatever he calls us to do, whatever is his will and purpose, we're never going to be able to accomplish it by trusting in ourselves in our own strength, but only in the power of his name. Now, <clears throat> one of the things that Don Gossett was saying is that the word or the, the name of Jesus the word that we speak in his name is as if Jesus himself was speaking it. This is why we can only do in his name what is the sovereign will of God. We can't even do the permissive will of God in his name. We can only do the sovereign will of God in his name. And The Holy Spirit, of course, is given to us to lead us and guide us so that we know what we are to do in his name and to speak in his name with the authority of his name. The point is this. Anything that God tells you to do is backed up by his authority. Anything. You'll find, you'll come across the fact that there are lots of Christians who don't like authority. They don't even like people talking about authority. And they don't like people to exercise authority. Because often when you exercise authority, you have to be strong. You have to be determined, as he says. You know, I'm determined. I'm going to win. That has to be the attitude. Because you are putting into place the will of God, what needs to be put into place in the situation. You can't exercise authority uh, in a manby pamby kind of way. Think for a moment of an army officer on a parade ground. He wouldn't say, soldiers, would you please come to attention? Uh, I mean... (laughs) If they were allowed to, all the soldiers would laugh uh, because there's absolutely no authority in, uh, in, in a command like that. It's more a request than a command. But what they would expect the officer to say would be, attention! And everybody would immediately respond. A word spoken with authority. And authority is like that. It isn't always that you have to shout as a parade officer would shout. You, it, sometimes uh, you do it quietly, but always with the determination, always you are actually in the name of Jesus taking control or allowing him to take control in that situation. And this is why, you see, Jesus says, <clears throat> speak to the mountain." Command it to move. And you've heard me say many times, the the mistake that so many Christians make is they pray about their problems. See, Jesus doesn't tell you to pray about your problems. He tells you to speak to them, command them to move. But he says, when you do so, you must have in your heart the faith that believes they will move, or they will be moved. He doesn't actually say that you have to move them. God will move them But you have to speak with that determination. God doesn't ask us to pray about our problems. He asks us to remove them in the name of Jesus. And that's the power and authority that we have. Sometimes the enemy is like a naughty child. If you've ever had to discipline children, you know you can tell them, no. Don't do that. But because of the rebellious nature of the flesh, they do not always respond first time. So you repeat the command with even greater emphasis. And if necessary, you repeat it again. Because it's important that the child actually does what he or she is told. Disobedience may put them in. A place of danger, for example, you know, don't go near the fire, you'll get burnt. No, don't do this, don't do that. And, and uh, every child learns the word no before they <coughs> learn the word yes. It's the first word that they learn, really, apart from mama and papa. No. But if you are a parent, you have to speak in such a way that the children know you mean business. Uh, with our own children, I've got one of them here now, so I should be careful what I say. But with, with our own children, uh, we would tell them what to do, but we had a certain intonation of voice when they were very small. And they knew that when that intonation came in what was said, that was it, they'd reached the limit. And they would have to do what they were told. Uh, it's authority. And God doesn't ask us to be manby pamby about this. He says, you establish authority in my name. That was a very important message that we had from Kate Abel on on uh, Sunday morning. It's, it's so appropriate to where we're at, I think, in kingdom faith at this time. We have a sound. And God has been developing a sound here. It's a militant sound. It's a sound of of praise. It's a sound of worship. It's a sound of faith. But you see, that sound has to become fruitful so that it's not just a sound that sounds good, sounds sometimes aggressive, always praising, always glorifying Jesus. What God is doing amongst us is to bear fruit for the glory of his name. So we all are placed in situations where we can actually express Authority in the name of Jesus. When you go out in mission and so on and so on. uh, We have to do it. Not know that it's possible. But you see, as Jesus says, when you speak to the mountain, you must believe in your heart. So the important thing, as Don Gossett was saying in this and actually in other things he says in this same book is you have got to have confidence in the word of God yourself. You see, the authority that God gives you in the spirit is the authority to see the word of God outworked in your life, in your circumstances, in the lives of others to whom you minister in his name. You have the anointing. That anointing teaches you all things, John says. You have the word of God. You have the authority of his name. You have the power of God because Jesus says you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. So we are certainly equipped in every way necessary to see the will of God being outworked in our lives. We see, therefore, that as we step out in faith, we step out with authority. The two things go together. They're like two sides of a coin. Yes, we exercise faith in love. We exercise authority in love, not in love for the demons and and the negative things that we exercise authority over, but we exercise authority because of our care and concern for those who we're addressing, or helping, or healing, or whatever it may be. So everything is always done in love, but we are not saying things and hoping for the best. You see, you never establish the will of God in that way. It's only possible to pray with faith for what you know the will of God to be. You can't pray with faith unless you are sure of God's will. Um, Sometimes people think faith is, is like a lottery. You know, you pray something and you hope for the best. This may happen, that may happen, something else may happen. We'll wait and see what happens. That's not faith. To Jesus, that's not even prayer. To Jesus, prayer is taking authority over the situation and speaking to it. He says that whatever we ask in his name, he will do it. God will give to us. Whether we address the Father, whether we address Jesus, He says we pray in his name and that whatever we pray in his name, he will do. So we know that if we pray in a situation and we don't see the will of God being outworked, we have not necessarily prayed truly in his name. Now, of course, what we have to understand is that When we are dealing with other people, it's not just what we want to declare in the name of Jesus, but where other people are. If you take uh, sickness, for example, you can pray in the name of Jesus because you know that it's God's purpose to heal. But if the person that is before you at that time is full of unbelief, the power that could affect them gets deflected by their unbelief. So it doesn't necessarily have the effect that it should have, especially if the person concerned is a Christian. Because when people are Christians, God expects them to believe. If you're dealing with somebody who is not yet a believer, You can command that healing in the name of Jesus and often see wonderful miracles happen because God wants to demonstrate the reality of his love, of his presence, of his power for that particular person. But when it comes to believers, God expects believers to believe. And if you've read my book, Anything You Ask, you know I say when believers believe, believers receive. So if you are praying with authority and the person is in the place of faith and one of the things Don Gossett was saying is it's so important that when we function in the name of Jesus, when we pray in the name of Jesus, when we speak in the name of Jesus, that we're speaking out of fellowship with him. That if we're not in fellowship with him, you see, we're not going to be sensitive to his voice, sensitive to the leading of his spirit. We're not necessarily going to be praying for the right thing in the right way in his name but you must understand that sin in other people is is also going to be a factor in many of the situations in which you're placed so even though you may have a keen sense of what the perfect will of god is in that situation it doesn't necessarily mean that his perfect will is actually going to take place because there are other factors involved. And sometimes, you know, we 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 are perplexed because we have done everything that we know to do, that we see is right to do, and yet still we don't see the outcome that we believe to be the purpose of God. But God knows. I've been in situations where uh, sometimes someone who you know in your heart God wants to heal this person, yet they die. And you can't, at the time, understand why. But subsequently, you find that there was a very good reason. Something was going on in that person's life that was actually preventing them from receiving what God desired to impart to them. So it isn't... It isn't. Um, simply the fact that because we have the power and authority of his name, we can willy-nilly just establish his will everywhere we go. Other factors are often involved. But what is important is that we do not hold back from saying in his name, from speaking in his name, what it is that needs to be said. Over the years, as part of my apostolic ministry, God has put me in some really seemingly totally impossible situations where there's been a lot of negativity, even among Christians, ungodly things that have needed to be corrected and so on. When you're in a situation like that, God has sort of put you there, sent you there to speak in his name, to act in his name, to try to bring some sense and some dimension of the truth into what is happening. But even though you have the authority of God to do that, you know and God knows that his will is not necessarily going to be established. I can think of one particular instant at, at this moment. I'm not going to talk about it in detail. But here was a situation where a group of, of believers that were really acting in a rebellious way. And God sent me into this situation and uh, to speak, really, his word into it. And uh, there were a, a number of people involved, um, 20-something, about 28 people involved, About half of them heard and received what the Lord had said. The other half didn't. They rejected what God was saying, continued in their rebellion. And just to cut a very long story, extremely short, their lives fell apart. Their ministries fell apart. Those that did not respond to the word. So when God send somebody into a situation to speak with authority, even God knows that it's not always going to turn out the way he said. And actually that led to the destruction of a very, very good church, the the those that remained in rebellion. And I, I said to the Lord, Lord, you know the end from the beginning. Why did you send me into that situation knowing that, half of them would not respond to what I'm saying. And the Lord simply said to me, they had to have the opportunity to hear the truth and to repent. I mean, this is what the Lord said to me. Judgment came upon them because they refused. They they opened the door to the enemy. And that... I know that that group of people were actually had a prayer meeting because somebody who went there told me, they left in disgust, to pray curses upon me because, you see, I was confronting them. It's quite something, isn't it, when a group of Christians have a prayer meeting to pray curses on you. It was one of the most difficult weeks of my entire life Because it was like I was fighting every oppressive power of the enemy. But when you're in that kind of situation, all you can do is hold on to the name of Jesus. And know that that the enemy will not be able to prevail against you. But you also know that if you are faithful in doing what he tells you to do, then... Good is going to come out of it. At least half of that, it was a big church, so that's why there were so many on the leadership team. But half of them did respond and did actually uh, benefit, therefore, from what was happening. And, you know, it was worth God, I suppose it was worth God sending me, I didn't feel like that at the time, but it was worth God sending me into that situation for the benefit of those who did respond to his word. That's just one of of several uh, sort of situations that you get in. But what what I'm saying to you is this. When God puts you in a situation, you're there with his authority. You're there with his backing. All heaven stands with you. All heaven is behind you. You have his word. You have his spirit. You have the anointing. You have the authority and power of his name. And God expects you then to... Act with authority. Hallelujah. And one of the reasons why you're here at college, most of you, is to learn to do that. Uh, It's just as important for those on the team to do it. as. But you see, always remember, it's only in as much as you're submitted to authority that you can actually exercise authority. rebellious attitudes towards God or towards others undermine your ability to actually exercise authority. So it's always keeping a good heart, isn't it? Keeping a good attitude uh, all the time. So what is God wanting to accomplish through you? Well, you know, you don't actually need to know the answer to that question. Because in God's sovereign working in our lives, we have to be ready for whatever crops up, for whatever situation arises. And what what you must remember is that you can only exercise authority with confidence. Not in yourself, but in him. Confidence in the name of Jesus. Confidence in the anointing. Confidence in the word of God. It doesn't matter who you are. The same principles, the same kingdom principles apply. It doesn't matter what situation you're in. Or, what is coming against you, the same situation, the same principle applies, no matter what the situation. You have the confidence to step out in faith with the power and the authority of the name of Jesus. And there are times when you see things happening that shouldn't be happening. And you say, stop. <clears throat> there was a, a time when a particular brother, <laughs> oh, goodness, came, came against me, was doing all kinds of unjust and untrue things and spreading all kinds of rubbish. And... Uh, you know when people do that, you can't they, in this case it was done out of jealousy. But you can't you can't do much about it, you know, yourself, except just keep your guard up and keep hold of the authority. <laughs> but when he finally came to me to apologize for what he'd done, he said to me that when he was in an inner meeting. God simply said to him, stop it! And he said it was like that. It was as if God was shouting at me, stop it! Because, of course, what he was doing was ungodly. Now, you see, God can shout. Jesus shouted. He wasn't gentle Jesus, meek and mild. He can, when, when there's resistance, when somebody has been walking in disobedience for a while, he can come strong. Stop it! And this brother said to me, I'd never heard God shout at me before. But he can do that. Why? Because, you see, he has a care and concern doesn't he, for people always to be in the right place and not to be speaking against and doing things against other brethren and so on. So it's very important if we are going to exercise the power and authority of Jesus in the way that he wants, that we are walking in fellowship with him we're walking with integrity. We're walking in righteousness because the prayers of the righteous avail much. We can't, we can't separate our prayer life from the rest of our lives. We are the people who are praying. And when God looks upon us, he doesn't just hear the words we say. He, he beholds everything about us. He knows everything about us, doesn't he? And when we exercise authority in his name, We don't want the devil to laugh at us because he knows that there are things in our lives that are undermining the authority that Jesus has given us. We don't want anything to undermine that authority. Amen? And our cry, and this is what we were hearing on Sunday, wasn't it? Our cry is for the will of God to be established. And that's why, you know, breakout is going to come out of the cry of God's people. But it's going to come also with the exercise of that authority in the power of the name of Jesus. You see, the enemy will always resist when he perceives that something of significance is about to happen. That's why, you see, the anointing came upon Jesus. The Spirit leads him into the wilderness. The devil comes to tempt him. Why? The devil is aware something of great significance is going to happen through this man, unless I can stop it. So he tempts Jesus for 40 days. I mean, we we just read about three of the temptations. I wonder how many others there were during the whole period of time he was there. But Jesus resisted all those temptations, no matter what form they took. But you can be sure the devil did everything to try to stop the ministry of Jesus from beginning. And then we read through the scriptures that he was constantly having people plot to murder Jesus during the course of his ministry, long, long before the cross. Because the enemy always wants to stop something that is anointed, to stop something that God is using. It's a work of the enemy. Sometimes the enemy can even use Christians to stop what is anointed in the lives of other Christians. Uh, For all kinds of reasons. But the point is. That we're not going to be stopped. The enemy is not going to be able to stop us. We are going to go forward in his name. And. Breakout is going to happen. Right. Because it doesn't matter. How the enemy tries to stop. What God intends. He will not be successful. But he will not be successful. Because. We pray and exercise the authority in the name of Jesus. He has got no answer to the blood of Jesus. He has got no power to compare with the power of the name of Jesus. The enemy has no authority that can match the authority of that name. So while we function in the name of Jesus, the enemy is going to run. With his tail between his legs. Like a scared dog. Hallelujah. That was worth an hallelujah. And what does the scripture say? See, submit yourself to God. Place yourself under the authority of God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Why? Because if you've placed yourself under his authority, what the devil actually comes against is not your authority, but his authority. The authority to which you have have submitted yourself. And he's got no answer to Jesus. He's got no answer to the power and authority of his name. So as Peter says, it is the name of Jesus and the faith that comes through him. Through the exercise of that name, that this complete healing has been given to this man, as you can all see. Hallelujah. And uh, I had a I had an encounter with God. I don't know. Um, perhaps about 10 days ago, something like that, where he really spoke to me about exercising more fully the authority in the name of Jesus that he gives us, just exercising authority. And, you know, it isn't that you you use the name of Jesus like a magic formula. You know, if if demons are manifesting, uh, there have been times when I've gone up and just say, Stop that! Get up in the name of Jesus, you're free. But sometimes I don't even use the name of Jesus. It's the authority of Jesus in you that does it. Instinctively, you usually use the name of Jesus. But, you know, stop it! And they will immediately stop the manifestation then in the name of Jesus, you can set them free. If those demonic powers see that you are coming against them with authority, that's the point. Was it it the sons of Sceva or something that were overcome by demonic power because they were using his name, but they didn't really have faith in the name. So we don't need to be in that situation. So praise God. Freedom. But we will walk in that freedom as we live in the power and authority of his name. And we will see others being set free. That's the point. It's not just that we walk in freedom, but we have this commission to set the captives free. Amen? Come on, let's stand. Hallelujah. Let's first of all thank the Lord for the authority of the name of Jesus. The power of the name of Jesus. The authority that he's given us. Hallelujah. You are a man or a woman of authority if you live in Christ Jesus.
1: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
0: Now thank him for the authority of the word of God. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. Jesus says these are the words of eternal life these are the words of victory thank him for the authority of the word of God hallelujah thank you Jesus thank him for the authority of the name of Jesus that at that name every
1: knee shall bow Things in heaven, things on earth, every knee shall bow at the name of Jesus.
0: Even those who refuse to bow the knee now, when they come face to face with Jesus at the judgment, they will bow their knee before him. They will not be able to stand in his presence. Hallelujah. Every knee shall bow. And at that time, every tongue will have to confess, Jesus Christ is Lord. Hallelujah. So we thank you, we thank him for the authority of that name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. Popakara <laughs> sandaria now thank Him for the authority that you have through the power of the Holy Spirit, through the presence of the, Spirit, through the of the Holy Spirit, through the witness of the Holy Spirit within you. Hallelujah. That the Holy Spirit makes known to you all that belongs to the Father, all that belongs to the Son including the authority of the Father, the authority of the Son. The Holy Spirit makes this known to you. Oh, Holy Spirit, we thank you that in
1: every situation that you place us, you want to make known to us the authority of Jesus, the sovereign will of God in that situation. And we praise you, we bless you
0: that you give us the authority, you give us the power to establish your will in one situation after another. And when there's resistance,
1: we will persevere. We will persevere. We will persevere. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, paparazandari O Oh, Oh, hallelujah. Now, in your forum group
0: this week, you have these questions concerning the wisdom of God and the authority of God, and then the relationship between the two. I'll give you a clue. It's always wise to use the authority that God has given you. And it's always foolish not to do so. So let's thank God for the wisdom of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And that as we're sensitive to the wisdom, the words of wisdom that God gives us, so many people want words of knowledge, but actually the first gift is the word of wisdom. Then the word of knowledge. So just thank God for this gift of the word of wisdom, this manifestation of the Spirit, the word of wisdom. Pray that in every situation, he will give you words of wisdom. Amen. And he will show you how, in one situation after another, to exercise the authority that you have in the name of Jesus. The wisdom and the authority go together. I just want you to discover that in Scripture as you do your forum groups this week. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. It is never wise to disobey. It is never wise to ignore your word. It's never wise to delay responding to what it is you want us to do. So we bless you. We praise you. We exalt you. We glorify your name. We bless you, Jesus. Papara Zandaria, leto bacala cedri sanduma. Papara Zandaria, leto bacala cedri sanduma. Papara Zandaria, leto bacala cedri sanduma. O papara Zandaria, leto bacala cedri sanduma. O papara Zandaria, sanduma. O papara Zandaria, sanduma. O papara Zandaria, sanduma. Hallelujah. Now, the enemy will continue to come against you until you exercise the authority over him by submitting yourself to God, resisting him, so he flees. You know, never ever say the devil is having a go at me. Never ever say that because it's your fault if he's still having a go at you because you haven't resisted him, so that he flees. I mean, if you're having a go at him, resist him. Submit yourself to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. It's the word of God. Amen? So come on, let's submit ourselves afresh now. Because we're going to resist the enemy in whatever ways he's coming against you, in whatever ways is happening, in situations about which you're praying, or whatever, whatever, whatever. We're going to pray practically in a moment about these situations. But right now, right now, right now, submit yourself to God. Jesus said, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For I am humble and gentle of heart and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. See, it's having that humble heart. Submits to the authority of Jesus, to the authority of the Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I submit myself afresh to you today and every day. Spirit, soul, body, Thank you, Lord, that as I submit myself to your authority, it's your authority that comes through in my life. It's your authority that comes through in my prayer. It's your authority that comes through in my words. It's your authority that comes through in my actions.
1: Hallelujah.
0: You speak with authority. You act with authority. Praise Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise your holy name. So now, just take a situation that is relevant to you at this time. Just come against the enemy. Just put him in his place now. Come on, confront him with the authority of the name of Jesus. Tell him to get lost. Go! Get out of this situation. Come on, you have to do that in English. You can't do it in tongues. He who speaks in a tongue speaks to God. When you're dealing with the enemy, you don't speak in tongues. You speak in your own language. You can thank God in tongues afterwards But when you take authority in the name of Jesus, you see, when Peter and John took authority in the name of Jesus, they didn't speak in tongues over the man who was
1: crippled. They spoke in their own language. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, get up and walk. They might have gone
0: praising God afterwards. He was in tongues when they saw that he was healed. But when they were
1: actually exercising authority, they were using their own language. So come on, use your own language now. Oh, hallelujah. Then you can thank God
0: for the outcome. Come on, there's going to be no oppression.
1: There's going to be no more spirit of heaviness. Oh, there's going to be no oppression. Come on, no, 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 no. It doesn't belong. It doesn't belong on you. No heaviness belongs on you. Hallelujah. It is for freedom. Christ has set you free. So the devil can take all his oppression. Get lost. All you demonic powers of oppression, all you demonic powers of opposition, go in the name of Jesus. We're not having you. We're not having you oppress us. We're not having you oppose us. You are defeated enemy. Come on, cut a few demons' heads off. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus! It is for freedom. Christ has set us free. Oh, hallelujah! 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 Now you can praise the Lord. Now you can thank the Lord. Now you can praise Him for the victory. (laughs) Oh Papara Zandaria letter Bacalasi to the Sandama. Oh Papara Zandaria letter Sandama. Oh Papara Zandaria letter Bacalasi to the Sandama. O Papara Zandaria letter Bacalasi
0: to the Sandaria letter Bacalasinama. O Papara Zandaria letter Bacalasi to the Sandaria Sandama. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise your holy name. Are you praising his holy name? See, don't, don't just use the name. Praise the name. Praise the name of Jesus. Praise the name of Jesus. Praise
1: the name of Jesus. Praise the name of Jesus. Praise the name of Jesus. We praise your holy name. We bless your holy name. We exalt your holy name. O Papara Zandaria, letter Bacalasi <in> Sandama. O Papara Zandaria, letter Bacalasi Sandama. O Papara Zandaria, letter
0: Bacalasi to the Sandama. O Papa Pacala Zandaria, letter Bacalasi to the Sandama. O Papa Pacala Zandaria, letter Bacalazina. O Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Just listen. Don Gossett calls this, God bestows his benefits on a daily basis. And he says, prayer unlocks the door and praise keeps it open. Once we start praising him, we can never really justify stopping because there is no end to his greatness or to our reasons for being grateful. Hallelujah.
1: (laughs) Oh, come on. This is faith building stuff. Let's praise him. Let's praise him. Let's praise him. Oh, Zandaria, let us Oh, Papa, Zandaria, let us Oh, Papa,
0: Oh, Papa, Zandaria, Oh, Papa, Zandaria, Oh, that's a, that's a Jonathan Dyke type of comment, isn't it? Hallelujah, he likes those things. But listen, don't talk sickness, rather speak healing. Don't talk weakness, rather affirm that the Lord is the strength of your life. Don't talk defeat, rather shout your victory in Jesus. Don't talk lack,
1: rather confess his provision for your every need. Don't talk bondage, rather confess his freedom. Hallelujah. O Papara Zandaria, letter Bacalasi to the Sandama. O Papara Zandaria, letter Bacalasi to the Sandama. O Oh Zandaria, letter Bacalasi to the Sandama. O Papara Zandaria, letter Bacalasi to the Sandama. O Papara Zandaria, O Oh, Papa Zandaria, leto bacalasi to the Sandama. Oh, Papa Cala Zandaria, lero bacalasi to the Oh, Hallelujah, Hallelujah, Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. For Papara Zandaria, leto bacalasi to the Sandama. Oh, Papara Zandaria, leto bacalasi <clears> to the <throat> Sandama. Oh, Papara Zandaria, leto bacalasi to the Sandama. Oh yes, 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 yes! yes! Come on. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, there's a cry of victory, there's a cry of victory in the camp. There's a cry of victory in the camp. There's a cry of victory in the camp. Oh hallelujah! There's the sound of victory, Oh Oh If you weren't able to hear the message on Sunday, download it and listen
0: to it. And one of the things that was being said is how in Scripture it's the shout of victory among the few that overcame the many. Hallelujah. Oh, you don't have to be don't have to be a lot of people. So long as you're shouting in victory in the name of Jesus. Amen. Come on, let's have a victory shout. Yeah.
1: Oh, hallelujah. 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 Oh paparazandaria letter bakadasidaba. Oh paparazandaria letter bakadasidaba. Oh paparazandaria letter bakadasidaba. Oh paparazandaria letter of Sidaba. Oh, Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord, that you say you watch over your word to perform it.
0: Thank you that you say that what you have said, that you will bring about. What you have planned, that you will do. Oh, we thank you. Nobody can contend with your authority, Lord. Nobody can contend with your authority. Oh, you are the Lord. You are the King. Hallelujah. You rule and reign. And we praise
1: you, we exalt you, we bless your mighty name. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. I said hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. hallelujah. Don't let the enemy steal your joy. See,
0: the sound of victory is a sound of joy. You, 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 you've never seen a football crowd sad that their team won. <laughs> Amen? Right. And we're not playing football. This is something far, far more important than a game of, of, of soccer. So praise God. The sound of victory is the sound of joy. And what does the scripture say? Rejoice always. Give thanks in all circumstances. Because this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. Amen. Always. As soon as you stop rejoicing and giving thanks, you're not in faith. It's as simple as that. You're not in a place of faith. So we thank you, Lord, that we can rejoice in you today. We can give thanks. Hallelujah. No matter what situation we're in, no matter what we have to do today, we rejoice in you because you're greater than the situation. We give thanks, Lord. Hallelujah. For the power and authority of your name. Glory, glory, glory be to your holy name. Oh, I'm so happy.
1: Anybody else here happy? Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus.
0: you know there was once I was speaking at a leaders' conference there were about hundred and twenty pastors there they're all pastors and this man came up to me at the end and and he was i think he was probably angry but he was he was really negative he was He was was angry at what had been said about faith and victory and so on. And I said to him, why aren't the other 119 people here angry? Do you think it could be something about you rather than something about what was said? (laughs) Can you see that? It's how we respond to the word. If we're angry, we're not responding with faith. We're not responding with love. We're not responding with obedience to what God is saying. So hallelujah. Save your anger for the devil. You're allowed to be angry with him. He's a nasty piece of work. You know, lop a few demons' heads off because that's a good hobby for Christians. (laughs) Hallelujah.
1: Praise Jesus. Come on, let's have one final shout of triumph. Hallelujah! 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 Praise you, Jesus! And all God's people said, Amen! And praise the Lord great have a wonderful day because you live
0: in a wonderful god and he lives in you and you have the authority of his wonderful name amen thank you for listening to this kingdom faith podcast we trust it's been an encouragement to you for more information and resources from kingdom faith and our other audio and video podcasts please visit
1: www.kingdomfaith.com